Welcome back to The Daily Poem, a podcast from Goldberry Studios. I'm David Kern, and today is Friday, June 16th, 2023. Today's poem is by an American poet named Kathleen Norris. She was born in 1947 and is still working today and is best known for books like Dakota, A Spiritual Geography, The Cloister Walk, Amazing Grace, A Vocabulary of Faith, and several other books. And uh, she has also written uh, five or six poetry collections as well. The poem that I'm going to read today is called Little Girls in Church. I'll read it once, offer a few brief comments with the help of a anthology, the notes in an anthology that I like, and then I will read it one more time. So here is Kathleen Norris's Little Girls in Church. One. I've made friends with a five-year-old Presbyterian. She tugs at her lace collar. I sympathize. We're both bored. I give her a pencil. She draws the moon, grass, stars, and I name them for her, printing in large letters. The church bulletin begins to fill. Carefully, she prints her name, Kathy, and hands it back. Just last week in New York, the Orthodox liturgy was typically intimate, casual. An old woman greeted the icons one by one and fell asleep during the great litany. People went in and out to smoke cigarettes and chat on the steps. A girl with long brown braids was led to the icons by her mother. They kissed each one, and the girl made a confession to the youngest priest. I longed to hear it, to know her name. Two. I worry for the girls. I once had braids and wore lace that made me suffer. I had not yet done things that would need forgiving. Church was for singing, and so I sang. I received a Bible, stars for all the verses. I turned and ran. The music brought me back from time to time, singing hymns in the great breathing body of a congregation. And once in Paris, as I stepped into Notre Dame to get out of the rain, the organist began to play. I stood rooted to the spot, looked up, and believed. It didn't last. Dear girls, my friends, may you find great love within you, star-like and wild, as white as grass, solemn as the moon. I will pray for you, if I can. In uh, 1993, Norris published a book called Dakota, A Spiritual Geography, which I mentioned a minute ago. Uh, it was quite a popular book, uh, even awarded notable book status by the New York Times, and it did very well, and you know, people are still buying it and reading it. And in it, she discusses how in the uh, 70s, she inherited a farm from her grandparents, I believe, in South Dakota and, and moved there with her husband. And um, they joined a church there. And then while she was there, she also discovered the spiritual life of the Great Plains, of the native people that lived there, and became influenced by that in her writing and um, in her theology. And you see that show up at the end of this poem, where she says, May you find great love within you, star-like and wild, 
as wide as grass, solemn as the moon. And she seems to be connecting uh, the, the, the width of the grass and the solemnity of the moon with the solemnity, say, of Notre Dame, where her, her spirit is, is inspired, where belief sort of uh, takes root in her, if only for a time. And it's interesting to me that she presents us these scenarios of church, Presbyterian church, with the, the girl in the lace, with the, with the uh, drawing, drawing in the, uh, the bulletin, the Orthodox church, where the, the, the little girl is kissing icons. And then, of course, Notre Dame. And then, but in the end, she responds to all three of those traditions, the Catholic, the Orthodox, and the Presbyterian, by hearkening to the landscape. She says, may you find great love within you, star-like and wild, as wide as the grass and solemn as the moon. And for me, that raises questions, much like you find in, in the work of many other poets, such as Wendell Berry or Mary Oliver, or uh, even some of the ones that I love, like Seamus Haney and Richard Wilbur. Uh, there is a, Dickinson, there, there is a sense that the natural world is a cornerstone for true faith. It's a lodestar, if you will, for, for true faith. You, um, you look at Barry, who, who writes these Sabbath poems, where on, on Sunday mornings he walks in the woods and creates poems that are spiritual content, contemplations that are almost prayerful. And this poem that I read today, it comes from a new collection, a new anthology of poems called Christian Poetry in America Since 1940, an anthology edited by Micah Maddox and Sally Thomas, two people who I have a lot of uh, respect for. So this is a really great collection. And in it, they're writing about Norris and they write this paragraph, which I, I want to share with you before I read the poem one more time. Quote, paradox and juxtaposition characterize Norris's work, the dissonance at the heart of mystery. A prayer to Eve offers our first mother as a patron saint, mother of fictions, as if what had arisen from the fall was simultaneously the happy fault of art and learning the sad critical distance of self-knowledge and the weary journey of exile. Like the monks praying the mass in the church, such poems as The Skies Full of Blue and Full of the Mind of God are playing at a serious game. Their game, like the monks, is that of speaking what ultimately cannot be said, of finding its substance, which the monks find in the Eucharist, in the sky, in the wind, in a singer's reaching voice, all of which her speaker knows as holy. I stood rooted to the spot, says the speaker in Little Girls in Church, and looked up and believed. Though the belief of that moment didn't last, still this is the stance of these poems, rooted to some spot in the intimate, physical, fleeting world, and in that moment, like the marveling men of Galilee, looking up. End quote. It's a great collection. I will link to our, uh, to Goldberry Books, bookshop.org page for this book of poetry if you'd like to grab it. One more time here is Little Girls in Church. One. I've made friends with a five-year-old Presbyterian. She tugs at her lace collar. I sympathize. We're both bored. I give her a pencil. She draws the moon, grass, stars, and I name them for her printing in large letters. The church bulletin begins to fill. Carefully, she prints her name, Kathy, and hands it back. Just last week in New York City, the Orthodox liturgy was typically intimate, casual, 
An old woman greeted the icons one by one and fell asleep during the great litany. People went in and out to smoke cigarettes and chat on the steps. A girl with long brown braids was led to the icons by her mother. They kissed each one and the girl made a confession to the youngest priest. I longed to hear it, to know her name. Two. I worry for the girls. I once had braids and wore lace that made me suffer. I had not yet done the things that would need forgiving. Church was for singing, and so I sang. I received a Bible, stars for all the verses. I turned and ran. The music brought me back from time to time, singing hymns in the great breathing body of a congregation. And once, in Paris, as I stepped into Notre Dame to get out of the rain, the organist began to play. I stood rooted to the spot, looked up, and believed. It didn't last. Dear girls, my friends, may you find great love within you, star-like and wild, as wide as grass, solemn as the moon. I will pray for you, if I can. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back on Monday with another poem for you. To listen to past episodes or to support this show, please visit dailypoempod.substack.com. On behalf of our whole team at Goldberry Studios, I'm David Kern. Until next time, happy reading.